In this week's parsha, the Moshe Rabbeinu goes over some of the events that took place in the Midbar. So it says in Posik Lamed Beis Perik Alf Vadover Azein Chamaminim Bashem Olekechem. When it comes to this, you don't believe in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So Rashi says, "What's it talking about?" He's telling, he's telling over the whole story of the Miraglim, and he says that which Hakadosh Baruch Hu promised you to take you there to Israel, you don't trust Hakadosh Baruch The Yerachayim Hakadosh is a different Mahalach. So he brings down the Rashal Pirish Alatochos Bias Or Tzumedabev Einirakein El Hakipshat Hakosov Shal Nisei Midborhu. The Posik is talking about the miracles in the Midbor. That Kodesh Baruch Hu guided them and lifted them up like a father carries a son. They don't believe in that either. So the Erechaim is learning pshat that the chesorim that Moshe Rabbeinu was tying to Klal Yisrael is you didn't recognize and you didn't be you didn't have that chorus for all the good things that Kodesh Baruch Hu did for you in the Midbar. You're surrounded by a nani yakov, you're getting mon, you have the air of Miriam, your clothing are cleaned, you don't have uh, problems with orthodontists, anything like that. Everything is gewaldic, and you don't mock the toiv that you have. That was the time. That's how the Orachayim lives pshat. So, um, the, the, the lesson is that we have to, in our lives, it's the same thing. We have to be mock here the toiv that comes our way in our lives. And um, it's a challenge because the whole Yisrael HaTorim is to recognize all the good Hashem gives us. You make a hundred brachas a day to come to that darga. There's a maisa with the shleim of Revda, that uh, somebody tells over, he was a he was a boch, he was a ben bias by this person's house. And he tells over that the uh, once happened that the Shlomo Vendor went somewhere at night. It could be it was in the old city, I'm not sure. But um, it was very dark. And he, he's on his way home from wherever he was going. And he suddenly s- stops and he says he remembers that there was a very steep staircase somewhere. They couldn't see where he was going, but he said, I better be careful because I know there's a staircase. And if I take, uh, you know, I have to be careful. And then he took the first step forward very carefully, and he realized he was right at the, right by the staircase. He, he realized it was a miracle. It was a nace that he managed to have this Einfall to think about that staircase the second before he plunged straight down the steps and, and, and who knows what. Okay, so he, he went home, and he went to sleep. He got up the next morning, and he davened chakras, and he davened whatever. Then he said to himself, this is crazy. I just, my life was just saved with a miracle, and I'm going through the day like it's like Mitzvah Sadashi Kilimoda. And what's going on? So he went to the Chazanish, and he said to the Chazanish, I, I don't understand. How's, how's it Shaykh that I can go through my daily routine and I haven't changed one iota and I was the recipient of the nakes? So the Chazanish said to him, You have to know. There's, there's a, a specific kayak in the sultan that takes away our ability to be makir the kayak. It, it's not so simple. 
that when somebody recognizes the good that was done to him, that now, you know, all of a sudden you go dancing the streets and sing songs HaKadosh Baruch and and go around uh, filled with HaKadosh HaToyim. There's a Koyach in the Sultan to not let us recognize the Toyim of HaKadosh Baruch And the Nehli says, but if you want, if you make an effort, you can be miskabert. But it takes a Koyach, you have to have an effort. The person has if something good happens, you have to make an effort. You have to be, you know, you, you have to be focused. I want to remember. I realize Hashem did a miracle. It's not poshit, and and it's thanks to Hashem. And I have to give him a that I'm alive, that I'm healthy. It's not poshit. We, we go through things in life, and we we forget very quickly the chesed of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I don't know if it's a mito or if it's uh, you know. Some people just don't like to be beholden to anybody else. You know, it's, uh, I don't want to owe you anything. So sometimes, uh, I don't know if that's... Uh, but there's a koyich there that... Um, so there's an interesting zach, this nakuda, that uh, the Torah says, Bosa baso the treifa loisachei lakel tashlicha loisachei. Right? You have a treifa, treifa meat, because you give it to the dog. So Rashi says, why you give it to the dog? It's Hakoros HaToyif. Why? Because the dog didn't bark in Mitzrayim. But the Dazikain in Ibalei Tesis says a different shot. There's the reason why you give it to the dog is because here, the the, the animal, the, the whatever it was, the wolf, whatever, got to the sheep and killed it. But normally, who's the one who saves the, the, the sheep? It's the dog. The dog you have that protects the animal. So when do you give the trefa to the dog when he failed? When he wasn't able to watch it properly. I Now you're going to reward him. Now you're giving him the trefa that he couldn't save its life. He says, if I can't, now you have to come to realize how many times the dog saved the animals. The dog is loyal to you and he saved your flock. And he was there when the, the wolves were attacking. He barked and he chased them away. So when he failed to do it, now you come to realize, wait a second, look how many times, look how many sheep are alive today because the dog is loyal. So it's a moment that you recognize the, the type you got from the dog. And as we read some vegan dogs, right? so um, there's a word that comes with a chorus that um, it's a Maise Shahoya, Emerson Maise, that there was a year in Eretz Yisrael. And um, as is often the case, he had a daughter that got engaged. So um, he had to come to America to raise money for Achmosis Kaul. So um, before he went, he went to his Rebbe. And the, the story, I think, was told by Melech Biederman. He said the Rebbe was an Odin Godel, wherever he went. And so he, he was going to go to America. It was a Poshi de Zach, but he got to Zegenzach with his Rebbe. So the Rebbe said to him, Herzog, you're a Yidu Lord's Torah. I want to give you two in Yonim I want you to remember when you go to America to follow what I'm saying. The first thing is don't change your Seder and day. You have a Seder in the morning, you learn three hours, don't stop. You get a, before you do anything, sit and learn your three hours, and your four hours, say whatever it is. And the second thing is, be makir toib. Somebody gives you a check, no matter what it is, he gives you a dollar, be makir toib. You have to give a few sit hakoras a toib, no matter what it is. Whatever, you have to be makir toy. Okay, so he goes, he's a he does whatever his rebbe said, he comes to America, and he goes into New York, whatever it is, and he sits in the base medrash every morning, 
then he goes around, and things are not going very well. And and after he's, he was planning to be in America for a month, after three weeks, he hasn't even covered his car for him. But he, Rebbe said, sit in the base madrash, he sits in the base madrash. One day he's sitting in the base madrash, and the Yid comes over to him, and he says, you know, this neighborhood here, and there's not too many people here, people are moving out, but if you go... You know, a mile down or whatever, this new neighborhood, every wealthy Yidden, and, and they get stuck. Why don't you go over there? Okay. So, uh, I don't know if he had a driver or whatever he did, but he gets to this neighborhood. And he rings the first doorbell, nobody answers. Goes to the second house, nobody answers. Goes to the third house, and so, uh, you know, he rings the bell, you know, and there's an echo, and the bell is ringing, and e- finally somebody answers, was there, he says, Yid from Israel, okay. So uh, the door opens up, and there's this gigantic dog that's standing there. The guy who was ran away, and the, the, he starts backing up, and there's a voice that comes from upstairs, don't worry, don't worry, it's a nice dog, he won't harm you, come in, come in. Okay, so he goes in. And he explains what he's doing. The guy is sitting there lying on his couch. And uh, he says, okay, okay, I hear, I hear. And he takes out $10 from his pocket. Puts it in the dog's mouth and asks the dog to give it to the machine. So that, that guy remembers, listen, the, the Rebbe told me I have to give a curse to tell you. So he says, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And he wants to thank the dog also because he gave him the money. So he says, I want you to know that Grada this morning, I learned the Gemara. And the Morris says you shouldn't raise a kelev rab a toich So he says, Vaistachois, if this is a kelev rab, but your dog is a kelev toif. You have him trained, he gives stoka, mamish, you know. Uh, so a kelev toif, this is a gewaltig is to have. So, you know, the guy says, What do you say? Tell me again. He says, I looked at a Gemara this morning, it says a person not being Magdal Kelev Rabbisaif Basin, but a Kelev Toiv is an Adrizah. So he says, Do me a favor. Do me a favor. He says, Yeah, Kodos, I told you, do me a favor. He says, Can you go across the street to that house, ring the doorbell, and tell them that I sent you, and tell him this word? <clears throat> okay. So uh, he goes across the street, and um, he rings the bell. And the Yid opens the door. This is a little bit more of a Heimish Yid, right? And uh, he says, listen, I, I was just across the street by that house over there, you see. And um, the guy told me to come to your house and to tell you over a fort that I was machadish this morning when I was learning Gemara. And uh, he says, yeah, well, tell me a fort. And so he says, uh, you know, the Gemara says a person should not be mad to the of Rabbi says, but... Yeah, good. And, you know, I sent this to the neighbor across the street because he has a very nice dog. So, I so he says, you really? Really? That, that, that's the fort? Unbelievable, right? And the, the next thing you know, the neighbor from across the street is standing there and he starts talking to the guy and they're schmoozing and they're talking over this fort and the guy's standing there trying to be part of the conversation but he doesn't really understand English so he throws in the same fort again and again. Anyway, so they say, come inside. They come inside and the guy sits down he writes him out a check and uh, for $18,000. And he says, I want you to know that um, this is my father-in-law. And we haven't spoken to each other for years since I bought this dog. Because my father-in-law could not bear the fact that I bought a dog. Now that you told him this Gemara, 
Now he's willing to, to once again be my shver. And now we're back together again. You brought Shalom to the family. So you get $18,000. And so the guy was able to go back and make the chasma. And... Uh, I'll call upon him. Um, but the excited for me see is that you know that that's that you throw it to the door when things are normal. We don't appreciate Hashem. We appreciate Hashem when when we recognize uh, you know sometimes things don't go well. Sometimes that's the we have to learn to appreciate our Kodesh Baruch when things are normal. The Gemara says, Why, why did our Kodesh Baruch destroy the base of Migdash? So, Dover said, Nishal Levim, everybody tried to answer our Kodesh Baruch who said, I'll tell you, also Mr. Rossi, they did not make a bracha before they started learning Torah. According to what we're saying, Mishcha uh, Shemim says, you know, what you can say is the pshat is not stam. They make a bracha. You make a bracha that means you appreciate something. You thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu for it. They learned Torah, but they didn't appreciate it. You say Do you appreciate what that means? What it means to be a yid that Hakadosh Baruch Hu chose us from all the people He gave us His atzmius. The Torah is 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 the nimius of Hakadosh Baruch Hu Kavu Yochel. When you're learning Torah, you have a vakas with Hakadosh Baruch Hu Shein Shire. If you would mock here what the Torah is and the 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 greatness that Hashem gave us as Torah, we would not be dancing all the time. But we don't recognize the Torah that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave us, and and because of that, because of not seeing Hakadosh Baruch Hu and everything, it was a chorban. The city of Tor Malka was destroyed. The Gemara says in Gittin that uh, the Romans came to fight and there was a guy there by the name of Bar Deroima. He was a tremendous gibor. And he sat on the wall and the Romans were shooting their 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 you know cannons, whatever they had, they didn't have cannons but the whatever the, the uh, and and he would catch them and throw them right back at them, right? He was like an unbelievable gibor. And so he started to say we said, you have abandoned us, right? You're not part of our army. We'll take care of it ourselves. And once he said things like that, suddenly a miracle happened. He fell off the wall. Something terrible happened to him, and the city was captured. Thousands of Yidin were killed. When, when they no longer recognized that HaKadosh was taking care of them, they lost everything, right? Uh, very much the Churban comes because we're not makir, the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You want to bring the Gula, look the Maral, Chazal say, maybe Why is that maybe Gula The same way you can bring the Churban by not being makir, that what you have is from Hashem. A person says something, he says a Shtikl Torah, and he doesn't say who said it. That means he doesn't want to give credit where credit is due. So we say, Azam Mensch wouldn't give credit to the Rabbein Shalom if he brought the Geula. So why should why should he be Zeichel to Mashiach? But when people say things over, shame the person, the Makir, this guy gets the credit. It's not me, it's him. Then when Hashem will bring the Geula, we'll be Makir, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that attitude brings the Geula to the world. This idea, we have to give HaKadosh Baruch Hu credit. There's a Mavidika Maisa that I heard that 
recently, I don't know how long ago the Meiser took place, but there's a year of David Revson. I think he's the one who founded Nevei in Eretz Yisrael. And so um, there was, uh, I don't know how long ago, he was featured on the cover of Mishpacha magazine. So, what? Five years ago. So, anyway, so um, he, he was in America, whatever he was doing in America at the time, he was diving in a certain shul. And uh, I think they brought him in as, as a, a scholar in residence or something like that to have some sort of a Shabbaton. Anyway, so uh, Friday night, the, the godlike gets up and he announces, you know, well, there's money to fill her and everything like that. that he says, we're happy to welcome the public Jefferson here, founder of Neve, and he'll be hosting uh, whatever. So it was a Hasidic that was there. So he comes over, he says, you're David Revson from Nevei? He says, yeah. He says, I want you to know my wife would very much like to see you. My wife is very sick. She's in the hospital. That's why I'm davening here. She's in the hospital nearby. She, she's very sick. She really, really wants to see you. He, he says, I'd love to come. I have a class tonight. And uh, I don't think I can make it tonight. He said, but she's really, really very sick. Could you really come? And so comes out that Moitzah Shabbos, he, he was thinking of going, but he had a, a, a speaking engagement in Lakewood. He says, I have to be in Lakewood. And then he finally says, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll come late to, to Lakewood. I want to see, if your wife is very sick, I'll come see you. Anyway, he goes to the hospital to see her. He sees a Hasidish woman lying in bed, surrounded by a beautiful family. Clearly, she's very sick. And she says to him, probably don't recognize you, but I was one of your first Talmudites. Because I grew up in a Hasidish family. And I went to Hasidish school. And I had many questions, and my teachers didn't know what to do with me. And so somebody said, listen, your daughter, she has a lot of questions. You know, you're probably better off. Send it to the Vey. They have the answers to these questions. They'll answer her question. She won't feel like a, you know, an oyster. And she'll get the answers and she'll come home and she'll be fine. And so my parents sent me to the day and I got all my answers and it saved my life. And I came home and I was a regular Hasidish girl. I did a Hasidish shidduch. Everything is fine, but I owe everything to you because it's not. And all my life, I wanted to say thank you, but it never worked out. And I just saw your picture on the cover of the, uh, of the Mishpacha magazine. I remember, I have to say thank you. And then my husband comes home and he says, you know, you were there. So I, I, I mamish, I have to give you a thank you. And so David Ressler says, wow, this is unbelievable. Who are your teachers? And all that. He says, I have to run now, but I want to come back tomorrow morning and take notes and I'm here. And it's so important to me, uh, you know, what your experience was. Anyway, he goes to Lakewood. The next morning he comes with his pad and pencil, take notes. He comes into the hospital. The bed is empty. He goes to the nurse. Where's the woman? I'm sorry to tell you she passed away last night. She wanted to be Makir Toiv. The person who wrote the article says the article was printed months and months before, but every month it got pushed off because something else happened where there were other news that was more important till they could put him on the front cover and make it a feature story. And so it was pushed off until Mamish 
right before he came to America that she could have a chance to say goodbye and to say thank you. Maybe the Kazakh, but uh, how important that is. But uh, you have to know that sometimes it happens, Fakir. Sometimes people owe you, uh, you feel that people owe you something. And they're not mock your tave to you. And you can get very upset about it. You know, uh, whatever it is. So um, I heard this mice from the Zachary Wallerstein. He tells over this mice. And he says, you know, he was there for millions of people, whatever it was. And he said, you know, sometimes, you know, he, he asked for favors in return. Right? He went fundraising or something like that. And, uh, you know, I helped out, you know, your family, helped out your daughter, helped out your son, whatever it was. And now I'm coming to you because I want a little bit of money for Ornava and nobody's home. He said, how do you deal with it? So we went to some room. And the Rav said to me, but it's, it's such an insight into how you have to look at reality. He said to him, you have a child, a two-year-old kid, three-year-old kid, and he runs into the street. And and a neighbor comes charging out, grabs the kid, pulls him straight away just in front of the steamroller, right? Uh, the parents can't thank this guy enough. So that Friday night, they send over a kugel with the fruit basket, with, you know, with one of these uh, candy plates and all that, like that, and whatever. And uh, so, so who are they thanking? Who, who says thank you? <coughs> the kid doesn't understand what happened. He's just bewildered and frightened. But the parents say thank you, saved my kid's life. And they, they say thank you. He said, when, when you do a title for a yid, Who's going to say thank you? You expect the thank you for the person you did the tayva to. That's not who's going to thank you. Was, if you expect that the people you did a tayva are going to say thank you, you'll come to Shemayim and you'll say to Rabbi Shem, I did so many things for people. So he says, so go to them for the schar. What do you want from me? What does it do with me? But if the pshat is Rabbi Shem, was your children I took care of. I took care of them because they're your kinderlach. And that's why I, I taught Torah. I did this. I did mitzvahs. I was mach v'sorchim. I gave tzedakah because they're your children. Oh! So now, what do you expect them to give you? That's not what it's all about. It's all about the Kodesh Baruch Hu's children. That's how you have to realize it. And so you have to... We, we say every morning a bracha by Keach then you make another bracha, Mavir Shaina Me'ena Yusnuna Me'yafapai. So Shimon Shwab asked the Kasha, Vosepis, you make the same bracha twice. First you said, Pakechev, and they say, Take away the sleep from my eyes. It's too, the same thing, why are you repeating it? He says, No. Pakechev is you're making a bracha that I, I physically have eyes to see. Mavir Shaina Me'ena Yusnuna Me'yafapai is asking Hashem, Take away the blinders from my eyes. Let me see reality for what it is. Let me see how you have played a role in my life, how you saved my life. Let me see the hashkocha in my life and witness HaKadosh Baruch and everything. That would be, take away, I shouldn't walk around sleeping. Let me see reality for what it is. If you look at your life carefully, you see the hashkocha practice so vividly. You just have to, you have to look at things more carefully and see Sometimes you see it when you get engaged. It's always everyone has their story. When I was in Lakewood, so I was going out with a girl, and we went that eight times. So I was sure I was going to get engaged. So I told my chavrusa, 
was learning with Jeffrey Stern, remember, Yaakov Stern. I said to him, listen, uh, I'm becoming a chassan, and I know when you're a chassan, you're very fanumen, so you have every right to drop me and get a different chavrusa. So he dropped me, and so did the girl. So I was left without a chavrusa, without a cow. So I was, in, I was, you know, I was a real basket case. I was around Mr. Brock, and I went out this girl eight times, and I was really sure it was going to be, and you know. So anyway, so I'm, I'm now left in Lakewood without a chavrusa. So a couple of days later, Shaya Trev comes over to me and he says, "You need a chavrusa?" Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Avram Hirsch needs a chavrusa. You want to learn with him? Yeah, yeah. So he, so, um, so he sets me up with Avram Hirsch, whose wife was my wife's best friend, and so it didn't take long. I got read the shit up to my wife, and that's uh, so. You never know. You, you think uh, things are not going well, and the Wenshin has it all planned out. And, uh, so I had a chavrusa, had a kawa, and everything was wonderful. Baruch Hashem. Now. So um, there's a Gomorrah. The Gomorrah says in in Masechta's Gil. What? You never know. Anyway, just the, the, the one last thing I want to share with you, and uh, it's getting very late. The Mora says that there was a mice with uh, Rabbi Yeshua ben Hanania that they told him that there's a boy who's in jail. There's a Tinoik. Right, and um, he's in prison. So he went to the prison. He heard about this boy, and so he goes to the door of the prison. He screams inside, "Who gave you this? Is a posse in love Yeshaya?" Who gave you stroll over to, to the boysism, to the ravagers? He hears a voice, the child calls out to him, Aloy Hashem Zuchaton Aloy Avu Badrechenu Hailech. Right? It's Kosakadish Borchum. He tells him the rest of the apostle. So the Rabbi Yeshua says, Oh, this boy is going to be something. I'm going to redeem him no matter how much it costs him. So he was played to him from jail for a fortune of money. And this child became the great Rabbi Shmuel ben Olisha. Who was one of the Asor Haruke Malchus? So, Shailas, what, what was the, what did he see? With the fact the kid knew the rest of the Pasuk, I mean, so kids know Psukim. So, the Pshat that the Mishchus Shemin says is, Pshat is Azay. He heard that there's a boy in jail that Kavutsoisov Siduisle Taltalim. He says, the kid is in jail, a little kid, and he still, his hair is curled nicely, his payas are shaped nicely, he still looks good. He said, how many kids can be in jail, away from their family, and they have this bright look, and they look, he must understand, he's in the hands of Hashem, 
and Hashem is taking care of him. And that's why he's able to maintain his demeanor and his posture, even in the worst of Matzovim. Azakim, he's got to be somebody special. And so he calls into the kid is able to answer him. So he turns out to be, that's the way we have to look at reality. Kodesh Baruch Hu takes care. And that's the Esoyed uh, Dvorim. So we, we say in one of the Haftoyers of the Shiva the Nechem, the Kenichem Hashem Tzio and Nichem Korcham Yisechel, when Hashem will, will be Menachem Tzio and all of the Chorvois of Yishalayim, so the Yosem in Borom Eden, the Midbar will turn out to a garden, Arvos Kegan Hashem, Sosem B'Simcha Yimotze Botoida V'Koyom Zimra. So the Posik says there'll be Sosem and Simcha that you'll find over there. So we saw Miller ask, what does it mean, Sosim the Simcha Yimotze, boy? You'll find happiness. Let it just say, Sosim the Simcha Yiyabo. There'll be happiness. And then it says at the end, Toyde Bekol Zimra. Let it say, Sosim the Simcha Toyde Bekol Zimra Yimotze, boy. Why is it Sosim the Simcha Yimotze, boy? And then at the end, Toyde Bekol Zimra. It should be in one more statement. So he says, the Pshad is like this. Sosim Simcha Yimotzebo means that Sosim and Simcha are not a new invention when Mashiach comes. It's always here. Sosim and Simcha are always available. Right? But, but, but we think that maybe now everything is miserable. You can't be happy. When Mashiach comes, Efshim will be happy. No. Happiness is a Metzius. It's always there. Sosim Simcha But how do you find it? That's the second part of the Pasuk, Toida v'kol zimra. If you're busy saying Toida, you're being makir toiv with zimra, right? If, if even even when it's emunoscha baleilois, but it's still aleiosu, like still can sing to Hashem and see His goodness, is then einochinami, that's when you'll find happiness. So Toide V'Kol Zimra is the way to discover the happiness. When you mock your Toide and you're able to look at everything you have in life to be mock your Toide, we'll see HaKadosh Baruch Hu in everything we do. That would be the way to bring the Geula. Yitzhashem. Where is that tomorrow? Where is uh, the Yemen? Huh?